0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...will have my pride in her, and more. I will add who will be envied. Mr. Whitford must write you a Carmen Nuptiale. The heart of the unfortunate gentleman listening to Dr. Middleton set in for irregular leaps. His offended temper broke away from the image of Clara, revealing her as he had seen her in the morning beside Horace de Cray, distressingly sweet, sweet with the breezy radiance of an English soft-breathing day, sweet with sharpness of young sap. Her eyes, her lips, her fluttering dress that played happy mother across her bosom giving peeps of the veiled twins and her laughter her slim figure peerless carriage all her terrible sweetness touched his wound to the smarting quick her wish to be free of him was his anguish in his pain he thought sincerely When the pain was easier, he muffled himself in the idea of her jealousy of Letitia Dale, and deemed the wish a fiction. But she had expressed it. That was the wound he sought to comfort, for the double reason that he could love her better after punishing her, and that to meditate on doing so masked the fear of losing her the dread abyss she had succeeded in forcing his nature to shudder at, as a giddy edge possibly near, in spite of his arts of self-defence. "'What I shall do to-morrow evening?' he exclaimed. "'I do not care to fling a bottle to Colonel de Cray and Vernon. I cannot open one for myself. To sit with the ladies will be sitting in the cold for me.' when do you bring me back my bride sir my dear willoughby the reverend doctor puffed composed himself and sipped the expedition is an absurdity i am unable to see the aim of it she had a headache vapours they are over and she will show a return of good sense i have ever maintained that nonsense is not to be encouraged in girls I can put my foot on it. My arrangements are for staying here a further ten days, in the terms of your hospitable invitation. And I stay.' "'I applaud your resolution, sir. Will you prove firm?' "'I am never false to my engagement, Willoughby.' "'Not under pressure.' "'Under no pressure.' "'Persuasion,' I should have said. "'Certainly not.' the weakness is in the yielding either to persuasion or to pressure the latter brings weight to bear on us the former blows at our want of it you gratify me dr middleton and relieve me i cordially dislike a breach in good habits willoughby but i do remember was i wrong informing clara that you appeared light-hearted in regard to a departure or gap in a visit that was not i must confess to my liking simply my dear doctor your pleasure was my pleasure but make my pleasure yours and you remain to crack many a bottle with your son-in-law excellently said you have a courtly speech willoughby i can imagine you to conduct a lover's quarrel with a politeness to read a lesson to well-bred damsels, S- uh-huh. Spare me the futility of the quarrel. All's well. Clara, replied Sir Willoughby in dramatic epigram, is perfection. I rejoice, the Reverend Doctor responded, taught thus to understand that the lover's quarrel between his daughter and his host was at an end. He left the table a little after eleven o'clock a short dialogue ensued upon the subject of the ladies they must have gone to bed why yes of course they must it is good that they should go to bed early to preserve their complexions for us ladies are creation's glory but they are anticlimax following a wine of a century old they are anticlimax recoil cross current morally they are repentance penance imagerially the frozen north on the young brown buds bursting to green what know they of a critic in the palate and a frame all revelry and mark you revelry in sobriety containment in exultation classic revelry can they dear though they be to us light up candelabras in the brain to illuminate all history and solve the secret of the destiny of man they cannot they cannot sympathise with them that can so therefore this division is between us yet we are not turbaned orientals nor are they inmates of the harem we are not moslem be assured of it in the contemplation of the table's decanter dr middleton said then i go straight to bed i will conduct you to your door sir said his host the piano was heard dr middleton laid his hand on the banisters and remarked the ladies must have gone to bed vernon came out of the library and was hailed fellow student he waved a good-night to the doctor and said to willoughby the ladies are in the drawing-room i am on my way upstairs was the reply solitude and sleep after such a wine as that and forfend us human society the doctor shouted but willoughby sir one to-morrow you dispose of the cellar sir I am fitted to drive the horses of the sun, I would rigidly counsel one and no more. We have made a breach in the fiftieth dozen. Daily one will preserve us from having to name the fortieth quite so unseasonably. The couple of bottles per diem prognosticates disintegration with its accompanying recklessness. Constitutionally, let me add, I bear three. I speak for posterity." During Dr. Middleton's allocution, the ladies issued from the drawing-room, Clara foremost, for she had heard her father's voice, and desired to ask him this in reference to their departure. "'Papa, will you tell me the hour to-morrow?' She ran up the stairs to kiss him, saying again, "'When will you be ready to-morrow morning?' Dr. Middleton announced a stoutly deliberative mind in the bugle-notes of a repeated ahem. He bethought him of replying in his doctorial tongue. Clara's eager face admonished him to brevity. It began to look starved. Intruding on his vision of the houris couched in the inner cellar to be the reward of valiant men, it annoyed him. His brows joined. He said i shall not be ready to-morrow morning in the afternoon nor in the afternoon when my dear i am ready for bed at this moment and know of no other readiness ladies he bowed to the group in the hall below him may fair dreams pay court to you this night sir willoughby had hastily descended and shaken the hands of the ladies directed Horace de Cray to the laboratory for a smoking-room, and returned to Dr. Middleton. Vexed by the scene, uncertain of his temper if he stayed with Clara, for whom he had arranged that her disappointment should take place on the morrow in his absence, he said, Good night, good night, to her with due fervour, bending over her finger fingertips, then offered his arm to the Reverend Doctor. "'Ay, son, Willoughby, in friendliness, if you will, "'though I am a man to bear my load,' "'the father of the stupefied girl addressed him. "'Candles, I believe, are on the first landing. "'Good-night, my love, Clara.' "'Papa.' "'Good-night.' "'Oh!' she lifted her breast with the interjection, "'standing in shame of the curtained conspiracy and herself.' good-night her father wound up the stairs she stepped down there was an understanding that papa and i should go to london tomorrow early she said unconcernedly to the ladies and her voice was clear but her face too legible de craye was heartily unhappy at the sight End of chapter twenty